And by the way, I just remembered. Thank oh. you, Paul, what? for being there for what? me. <laughs> yes, I thought oh, you, cool. got, you got st- ch- uh, chocolate tools today. Yeah, 5G <laughs> toolkit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's my birthday. Is it your birthday yes. today? Yes. Oh, Janina. <laughs> Happy birthday, Janine. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you'll I... You'll have sh- to put that... You'll have to record that little... Uh, you're still recording. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> there you go. You'll have to put that snippet into the... Uh, what? In, into the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it turns out well. But, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And also, I think... Sweet. <laughs> I think, basically, now we've been doing this for a year. Ah. That. And it's also episode 40 of this podcast. So, so I think we, we started in November last year. So I guess it's also our podcast anniversary. Yeah, congratulations to us. Oh. Yay. Hello, Janina. Hi, Paul. Nice to see you again. <laughs> no, it seems I like only yesterday. <laughs> yes. I've said that before. I'm sure yes, I've said that before. Yes, you've said that many times before. Yeah, ah. so we recorded an interview yesterday, yesterday evening, with uh, Jesse Wang. Jesse Wang? Yes, I think. Wang. Yeah. Wang. Uh, Jesse and, Wang. Uh, uh, Lindsay Beale. And Lindsay Beale are in our uh, indoors team, indoor coverage team. Yeah, and they a totally international interview. We had uh, yeah. Jesse, who's just visiting from Beijing. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay, who's sitting over in Ottawa. Yeah, in Canada. In so Canada. And, yeah. uh, and this week, we're, both of us are in the studio here <laughs> in, in Stockholm. So, <laughs> so well, surprise. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a turn up for the books. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, just a note there, the in, during the interview, it's uh, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult with Jesse's dialect uh, she's got quite a strong Chinese dialect but I think we have tried to ig- so tune up your ears yes. and listen carefully because <laughs> uh, you don't want to miss what she's got to say no her uh, what she's talking about is uh, is very very interesting and uh, um, of course uh, she is very into the solution that uh, we at Ericsson is uh, doing for indoors but just a note Paul so we don't forget it there are some other solutions as well that are quite common and have, have been talked about, right? I mean, I mean we're talking, the, the topic for today, hello listeners, the topic <laughs> for today is indoors, uh, uh, 5G Indoor and indoor coverage. coverage. For 5G, yeah. Uh, which is all about, uh, because most of us don't spend all of the time outside, we want to sit inside. Uh, yeah. And not just people, but uh, if we're, we're putting into factories and things like that, they're also inside. Yes. So... What do we need to think about? What's the technology? What are the choices? Uh, and I think in the dis- in the interview we're going to talk a little bit about Wi-Fi mm. uh, because I mean that's a that's another way of solving the the coverage problem. But of course that's not our main focus of this podcast. No, our podcast not. is yeah. like what can five yeah. G bring to you and why do you need to do 
or yeah. why should you consider 5G with for indoor coverage? I, I guess it's this episode's uh, main Jeez. interest, <laughs> main <laughs> main focus. Uh, and we also we did not really touch upon them. Uh, that I mean, you can use different types of small cells you for can. 5G coverage. I mean, there's a, the, uh, small cells are kind of interesting. Yeah, but that's, um, but, but we can but just I mean, cut it short with and say that. All of these things are covered in uh, this uh, white paper that we're uh, talking about because now I've actually gone through it and all the different ways of doing indoor coverage ready for 5G is covered in that paper. So if you want to learn more, download the white paper called uh, Bringing 5G Networks Indoors. Yeah. And we'll talk about more about that in the interview. Yes. For sure. But before we get to the interview, let's uh, let's just cover off a couple of little interesting things that were in the news this week. Yes. Or um, maybe this in, in the news recently. Uh, and I think the first thing I, th- I would bring up is when it comes to users and actually uh, buying your 5G subscription. Yeah, I'm not sure it's news, but uh, I saw that in the UK now, and uh, we've seen a couple of announcements around new subscriptions, subscription models. Oh. There's, a, there's an operator called Voxy, mm-hmm. which I think is actually a kind of brand for, for Vodafone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are introducing uh, unlimited 5G plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 have this thing on unlimited data, so you can buy you can buy subscriptions with uh, like unlimited music, and then you use your data plan for everything else, or unlimited social media, and use your data plan for everything else. But now they're doing an unlimited, unlimited for five G, thirty pounds a month. Not bad. No, interesting. Okay, uh, so. so uh, Five G will be taking off in in UK. <laughs> this kind of oh, we hope so. Offers, and uh, the other yeah. one I saw from the UK. I guess it already has started as taking a, off. A, a special interest. Declare my special interest as a Brit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I saw in the UK was that uh, BT uh, talking about uh, offering converged subscriptions. So that, that's. Uh, fixed broadband subscription together with a mobile subscription, mm. which was it's one of those things I'm surprised we've not seen it happen more often than in other markets. Mm. I have tell your broadband at home and they've never <laughs> come to me knocking on the door and said, would you like a mobile subscription to go with that, sir? <laughs> no. But uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because one of the, you know, one of the things that most people do is when they get, when they get indoors, they switch over to Wi-Fi and, yeah. and, and it's like Wi-Fi is free, but yeah. Wi-Fi is not free because it's, it's using your indoor broadband subscription. Yeah. But if you have one subscription that's mobile and broadband, mm, then all. you just pick the one that gives you the best service at the time. Yeah, that sounds cool, like right? a good deal for, for the user. Yeah. Mm? So that was that. And then, uh, and then I have a little quote, which I s- uh, spotted. The, uh, we, we talked about China last week. Yes. China going live. Going live. Mm? Uh, and uh, in the Chinese press uh, this week, they, there was a l- bit of kerfuffle or, or you know, news about uh, the, the vendor choices that they're, you know, they're going to be giving business to uh, both Ericsson and Nokia as well as the Chinese vendors, which mm-hmm. is nice. Thank you very much, gentlemen <laughs> and ladies. Uh, but uh, I saw a quote from, ooh, uh, just, and I'll get his get, get his name wrong. Zhao Dachung, who's the vice general manager of China China Mobile, at uh, at, a f- at a major forum there in China, 
earlier this month, uh, and it was such a nice quote, I thought. 5G will become the aorta of the information society, the accelerator of the industrial transformation, and the footstone of digital society. Ooh. Ooh, doesn't it sound good? Yeah. Uh, and he's quoting some figures from IHS Market, which is an, an analyst firm, uh, that's uh, saying that 5G is going to fuel growth in, uh, in a range of variety of sectors, uh, up to $12.3 trillion by 2035. $12.3 trillion. That, that wouldn't look bad in your bank account, would it? One thing as well that we might need to talk about is that uh, the Ericsson Mobility Report is coming up very shortly. Uh, it's getting launched on November 25th uh, with new figures. And of course, we'll get uh, more information about the figures, what's happening in 5G, what has happened during like the year, uh, and then also uh, wh what does our uh, statistical managers see um, going forward, and the yeah. the statistics will now range all the way to 2025. So it's the first time that we have uh, figures from what what we expect uh, mobile yeah mobile networks to be in 2025. So uh, watch out on November 25th uh, because yeah, we might also have something special Ooh. to offer you from this podcast. And uh, if if you're not familiar with the Ericsson Mobility Report, I mean that's a that's a report we issue every at least twice a year mm. that talks about the statistics on the on the mobile industry and it has a range of articles on uh, topical topics. Uh, and if you really want to know more about it before this uh, this new one comes out, you can look at the June version, which is on our website, mm -hmm. um, or you can go back and listen to the podcast where we talk about the the uh, mobility report with uh, Patrick Serval. Yeah, we've actually had two podcasts right. about the mobility report. One uh, last November and one in June when they released the June report. So uh, if you if you can't wait till <laughs> November twenty fifth, uh, you can uh, check Swat those up on the old out. Ones. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go over to uh, Jesse and this interview that uh, we did yesterday evening. In the studio today, we have Jesse Wang. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, good. Uh, you are head of indoor product line here at Ericsson. Is that correct as well? Oh, yes. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, welcome to the studio. And on the phone, we also have your dear colleague and our dear colleague, uh, Lindsay Biel, all the way from Ottawa in Canada. And you are product marketing for indoor solutions. Hi, Lindsay. Yeah. Hello, thank you for having me, guys. Looking forward to this. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, so, and today we are going to talk about indoor coverage and 5G. Uh, Jesse, indoor coverage, what is it and why is it important for 5G? Oh, indoor coverage, that's super important. That's, uh, like we are sitting now that we are indoor and we're, what we are mm -hmm. talking that is especially indoor stuff. And uh, I would say 
uh, for our traffic data that uh, by 2023, that will be f eight times than today. Mm -hmm. And also we could see like 70 to 80 percent about our uh, traffic data is happening indoor. So, so lots of so it's lots of smartphone use. of mm -hmm. uh, cellular data. Yes, yeah. that is indoor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very important to see. Q indoor has good coverage instead of uh, just uh, like sitting, complain. We have lower uh, performance here, and uh, also for indoor, if we see. Uh, in 4G or even 3G, we have this uh, traditional outside-in coverage. But mm -hmm. when we have this evolution to 5G, we could see the high frequency that really makes this uh, pass loss is high, very hard to get into the in-building. And meanwhile, that's uh, for our traditional uh, uh, window becomes to the UV protect window. This outside-in is coming like impossible has good coverage. Oh, so UV so protected windows yes. makes it difficult for, for signals to penetrate. Yes, that is help for the body health, but that's not help for the wireless communication. Mm. Ah, mm. you okay? It's, it's, yes. the, uh, it's the metal foil you put on the windows to, uh, mm. to cut out the ultraviolet. Okay, so, yes. but the, so the first step in getting good mm. indoor coverage is like, oh, you use the equipment that's uh, already mm. available outside and hope yes. that you will get connection indoor. Yeah? Yes, that is the original way. And now that in 5G, that becomes impossible. And also we have other ways that's uh, like a traditional distributed antenna system. Oh. And that one is uh, kind of commonly used in 2G, 3G and some of 4G. But now when 5G becomes uh, complex and high frequency, that system is not working well. So that's really need the new generation indoor small cell solution to have good coverage. Okay, can mm. we step back a little bit and talk about what is DOS? Because I know mm. we've heard about that a mm. lot when it comes to in, uh, indoor coverage in, in particular. Mm. Distributed antenna system. system. What does that mean? Okay, so that means we, from technology-wise, mm -hmm. we will have uh, some traditional radio fed into the uh, DAS system. This DAS system that will have this uh, remote unit and close unit and also antenna, and this it will be very complex uh, design from the beginning. And if any layout change, it will be complex. And also for this system that is mainly to like uh, uh, transmitter the radio in, uh, signal from the external radio into the indoor. So that is basically just like uh, provide the uh, very basic performance instead of advanced capacity and performance. Maybe I, I can yeah. comment a little on yes, the please. distributed antenna systems. I, I think maybe it changes a little bit in the, in the latest generation, but originally it basically uses a leaky cable as the, as the antenna, mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. as the signal goes through the cable, it leaks out mm. it leaks out radio signals or mobile signals into the room, so that right. so that you can dis by taking the cable around the room, you can leak mobile signals mm. to all of the users, mm. which is a bit yeah, like. I can just jump in here too, Paul. Is that um, a lot of the time with a DAS system, as as Jesse mentioned, it's it's super complex. And even the aesthetics and the time it takes to install a data system is incredibly arduous um, and and frustrating for both our operator customers as well as their customers, which are like the building owners and um, you know the enterprises. So new solutions were obviously needed, and I'm sure Jesse will talk a lot about what we can do, but I did want to make a shameless plug that we will have a new white paper coming out by the end of this week 
or early next week, where one of our very own product managers takes a look at all the different types of technology for indoors for 5G and sort of weighs them. So we've got, you know, the DAS, we have a small cell architecture, and he talks a little bit about future types of technologies. So that will be coming out later this week, and I'll make sure that you guys get the link so you can share it with your listeners. Cool. Great. And that's focused specifically on cellular, is it? Correct. So this one, this white paper is focused entirely on uh, cellular technology. But we do have um, another white paper that uh, we worked with Global Data, um, a very prominent analyst firm um, who looked at the differences between Wi-Fi and 5G. So I will also share that link with you um, as well. So that's more of a, a different type of technology comparison, which is a very interesting read as well. Yeah, hmm? but maybe maybe that's hmm. the next question. What's what, what, what's the difference for the user between using cellular indoors and using Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. Mm. Okay, yeah. If people using the uh, uh, Wi-Fi, the common way that uh, like uh, if we get to a, a coffee bar, we will ask, yeah, can you give me the Wi-Fi password? That is the first thing we do, and then we, when we get out to the coffee, get out of the coffee bar, and then we realize we don't have Wi-Fi coverage anymore. So I think that are two basic uh, thing uh, difference. One is this: uh, we need uh, change from cellular to uh, Wi-Fi if we get into indoor from outdoor to indoor. And another thing is that uh, this mobility is a Wi-Fi another big uh, problem. They didn't provide the continuous or seamless coverage in instead of just the hot spot for mm. indoor specific. Mm. But there are other uh, minuses also uh, for using mm. uh, Wi-Fi uh, or possibly mm. pluses for using cellular and mm. it's about security, oh. right? Because we talked about this uh, exactly. in, uh, in our uh, yes. 5G and security episode yes. back in January. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. I was gonna say, that's the thing when you sit in the airport lounge and you couple up to the airport Wi-Fi and mm. your phone goes, are you sure you want to? You know, people <laughs> just, check you. <laughs> your conversations on this network aren't secure. It's like, uh, okay. Yes, exactly. I think this security is another important thing. For example, like if we take not for like a private use, if for the industry use, the Wi-Fi is of course not the option for them because ah. the security private 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 data and also the like uh, production data those information is really uh, the asset for the factory or for the company they shouldn't use the wi-fi as their protected number mm. yeah mm. because mm. that is actually something mm. that we've heard about mm. when when it comes to these uh, like mm. indoor coverage uh, areas for 5g that's already been started uh, mm. it has been factories and campuses Yes, that is, we are really proud of it, that we have uh, uh, lots of uh, uh, engagements with different industry use case. And one of the famous one that is our Daimler factory uh, for the uh, car production. And for that one, we have used uh, Ericsson indoor solution, provide really both 4G and 5G uh, solution there. And they use it for like AGV and also for data shower and also for the uh, uh, improve their product efficiency a lot. So the yeah. Daimler, the car the manufacturer, car, yes. and yeah. I think they do a number of brands, Daimler, yeah. right? They are do we, the owner. Do we need to, uh, 
do we need to explain what a data shower is? Probably. A data shower is really cool. Yeah. So when, when, when the cars go through manufacturing, a modern car mm-hmm. has yeah. got all of these onboard computer systems. Oh, and yeah. yes. So there is like several gigabytes of data mm. that each car yes. needs to have that, yes. that is the configuration for that yeah. specific car. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're using the cellular system yeah. to download that information to the car yeah. as it goes through the factory. So but oh. it's, when, as it comes off the production line, mm-hmm. it's already got the data on board. So instead of like, oh, uh, hang on now, stop the production. Now we need to put in yeah. all this data into the car. It's mm-hmm. like following the car. It's, That's it's, pretty it's, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And also with this cellular coverage, we could take away all those lines. For example, we mentioned this uh, data shower. That uh, then that we doesn't need this cable connection anymore. That mm-hmm. uh, is quite very flexible. Anywhere that once the car is assembled, we could just uh, download the data. Mm. Wow! And because I mean that is mm. also why you're here. You're mm. our indoor coverage expert. Yeah. And the the thing that uh, you are the expert on is like our small cells as well, right? For yes. indoor coverage. Yes. And that. There is the Ericsson Radio Dot system yes. that at least I've heard a lot about in my <laughs> days. <laughs> Tell us what what is uh, Ericsson Radio Dot system? Mm-hmm. Our Ericsson Radio Dot uh, system that uh, I would see that is uh, the world uh, industry smallest, <laughs> lightest, and the easiest for installation product. Very proud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. And even my grandma can just use uh, like three seconds to install this dot oh. on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, yeah, my grandma is really happy with my product. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a test that mm-hmm. we all need to pass. <laughs> the grandma test. Uh, but, but I mean, radio dot, is, I mean, the smallest ones are... Um, what are they, about 120, uh, 120 uh, millimeters? Yes, that's, uh, yeah, 300. Mm. 300, 300 uh, millimeters. Yeah, millimeters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 4G, we could achieve like 400 uh, uh, megabit per second speed. And in 5G, we could directly jump into the uh, 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 2 gigabit per second speed. That will give you completely different experience in the indoor. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't matter we said like VR, ER, and any like uh, uh, cri- mission critical uh, technology use case that can be directly used. It. So yeah. for IoT, uh, IoT use connections, yeah? yes, and 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 we've talked a lot on the podcast before about spectrum. So mm. so what spectrum bands are you using for when you're doing two mm. gigabits per second on the on mm. radio dot? Mm. For the band that we have of all the three G, four G bands that's already like widely used global uh, globally, and in five G we have first one that is a uh, mid band, because that is uh, quite a global uh, spectrum for five G. That is also we have lots of buildings in life. That we have lots of landmark, airport, and also the uh, uh, high-end office building, commercial buildings already use it. And then our next step is considering we will use this unlicensed band and also with uh, high-band product is also in the plan. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, a special way of connecting to mm. the radio base station. So mm. you you have this little thing. Mm. And then, it, but it's it's connected to a radio base station somewhere else. Mm. Okay, that I could explain <laughs> this explain. installation. So yes, we will have a common baseband as our macro radio mm-hmm. that uh, we put it in the basement, and then we have of the another, building. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, of the building, mm-hmm. and then we have this IRU indoor radio unit that is deployed in the each floor. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, like one IRU can connect to eight or sixteen dot. 
in the so that's normally for one building that we could have like just uh, yeah depends on how how big uh, is uh, the size is or one dot could normally cover 500 square meters so it's uh, quite good <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah one yeah Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm? So for for what, big yeah. big factories, big big yes. factories even. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, but what you describe is quite similar to the way that people have been building, mm. like Ethernet networks in buildings, where you mm. have you, you have a equipment room in the basement, and you have yeah. uh, you have risers, then maybe a sw yeah. an Ethernet switch or something on each floor that mm. goes yes. out to the yes. to, to the, the different yeah. uh, contact yeah. points. Or the yeah, and also the beauty of this solution that we use Ethernet cable instead of like complex. Mm. Uh, Mm. Sort of uh, like yeah, RF cable as such. So that uh, Ethernet cable that is easy to install that no, doesn't need require any high technology. Even myself, my grandma <laughs> can do this <laughs> <laughs> connection again. And uh, yeah, I think so that next time my Wi-Fi goes down at home, I'll have to call your grandma. <laughs> so that is very easy installation. And also when we have the, this technology evolution to 5G, we didn't to touch this cable we already deployed. We just uh, change the uh, antenna head to ah. the 5G. That's already get another 5G. Or we even change to 5G plus 4G radio dot, you get 5G plus 4G coverage. Hmm. So that's really simplify the installation, protect all the investment already done. Cool. cool. Mm. Yes. And what, what, one, other, one other question. We've, we've talked on this uh, on the podcast before about this thing called spectrum sharing. Mm where you can put 4G and 5G in the mm. same band. Can, mm. can you do that indoors? Oh, of course. <laughs> well, <there laughs> well, <is> not of <laughs> course. <laughs> of course, this spectrum sharing that is yeah. from day one that is available, that's when we release on the macro, that is also uh, valid for our indoor system. Uh -huh. So Radio Dot, we all have this uh, uh, spectrum sharing that's between the 4G and 5G, that's uh, up to uh, how the operator wants to use their spectrum. Mm. Mm. Also, that is the cheapest way to allow them to enter the 5G world. Mm. Mm. And this uh, this solution with the Ericsson Radio Dot, that is uh, unique for Ericsson, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think this architecture that uh, is uh, quite Ericsson unique. That's we, why we could uh, use, uh, we could uh, gain this smallest and also the uh, lightest uh, uh, product. Of course, we also have uh, other uh, uh, companies that provide this indoor coverage solution that could be also this distributed architecture. But uh, yeah, we are really proud of our uh, environment friendly and uh, light and weight. Mm. Mm. So in which scenarios mm. do this solution work best? What would you say, like, where is the optimum mm. thing where you should definitely use mm. the uh, small cells indoor mm. instead of Wi-Fi mm. or DOS? Or yes. And uh, for the high-value buildings, for the public venues, for the campus, for the university, for the hospital, for the station, airport, as such, that is really uh, sort of best place to mm -hmm. use uh, this uh, radio dot system. Yeah, where you don't uh, want to log in and out all the time. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. If I summarize in few uh, characteristics for those buildings, first, it has a high capacity. That's lots of, it's very density mm -hmm. uh, place. That's yeah, lots of people, lots of people lots of there. Of yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And another thing that is, uh, is high end, people real high end building, that people really won't have like advanced uh, uh, fabulous performance yeah they are so that like they always purchase the best experience user experience or they are reliable yeah. on yes. having a really really good uh, yes connection mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and but, but, also but that means 
typically like business premises where you, you know offices yes. and things like that where where yes. people expect that they're mm. going to be able to mm. to get good performance because it it, uh, it it they rely on it for their work. Well, I would yes. also think like hospitals. We might have actual if we go into the 5G and healthcare, you mm. might have actually monitors mm. on people, mm. right? Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, because you can use this system for Internet of Things connections as well. Oh, exactly. You? That's uh, I would say hospital. We could have two different use cases. One is in the waiting room. That is uh, like a, like a common uh, density uh, area that people just uh, need like uh, Safi on the Internet. Yeah. So that's they use high data. So they and want uh, just normal mobile broadband. Exactly. Yeah? And mm. another way that is uh, uh, for the uh, hospital operational. Then that need a really high security, low latency to allow that uh, this, uh, if we say remote surgery or that uh, monitors the people's health health uh, situation. Mm. So that is really another use case that uh, requires a different. Uh, and mm. the technology. good thing about five G then would be that you can have these on different layers in the network, right? Mm. And still network use the same. Use, <laughs> use the buzzwords. <laughs> Yes. Network slicing. <laughs> <laughs> Slice yes. up the networks, but still use the same equipment. For exactly. Mm. Yes, that is the best way to to like protect the investment and the best use our uh, equipment and just for different techno different use case. You know, I was just sitting here nodding along. I mean, it's very easy. It's very easy with the dot because it really does have so many amazing qualities mm. and and the attributes. The product just speaks for itself. It markets itself. It makes my job very very easy. So, um, I so I just again wanted to say thank you to Jessie for for joining us as she's uh, come a long way from Beijing to talk to you guys, um, and nice. to keep an eye out for the new uh, indoors for 5G white paper that will uh, be released either later this week or early next. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, oh, and great. thank you everyone for listening. And bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>